Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's the middle of the night and I woke up with an insight that I wanted to share. So I've been talking a little bit about that I'm not really sure, like, well, we're never really sure. You know, that's the interesting part about it all. Like, we think, we think we have this assurance in life and there isn't any. There isn't this assurance that we think that we have because the factors are always changing. And like this pandemic or seeming pandemic, whatever has happened has been a great big like unplug, like pulling, pulling back. It's like this, this unplug and, and it's kind of given us a demonstration of the fact that like pretty much anything can happen. Like if you could have find out that you you're going to have the whole world on you know or most of the world or even I think I heard it wasn't the whole world that's on lockdown right now. It's not the entire world, but but a good portion of of the planet you know they're in these quarantines to one degree or another. Probably, you know, in January, we could not have even, like, really considered that this was going to happen, that we had no idea we were going to lose, you know, a number of people were going to lose their jobs, people were going to lose their businesses, um, that children weren't going to be able to go to school, that I mean the way this thing has played out has been just really beyond what we really I mean it's really far reaching and so it's sort of this demonstration about how you know I mean you're sort of living your life and then bam things happen that we either we and we label them as either good or bad you know, okay, so this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. We we sort of label them. Um, and there's this thing that, that Abraham Hicks always says, and it's, you know, things are always working out for me. <laughs> things are always working out for me. So in that case, even the seemingly bad would be positive. And I think that there's a verse in the Bible about that too. That God, that God makes all things work out. That God turns all things to the positive. Finding a way for things to actually work out. Um, and that the only assurance, you know, the only assurance that we have is the love of God, ultimately. And even if if we are to pass out of our bodies, everything is still okay. We just move to a different, a different way of living. 
of existence. We we, and I'm not exactly sure what that all looks like. But what my insight was was that I really want to talk about this dialing in idea, like this tuning in, like this tuning in we we and fine tuning in to these channels and and how things have sort of changed like when i was growing up there weren't remote controls <laughs> i mean when i was really young there weren't even color tvs which is hard for younger people to believe, but it's just the truth. There weren't these color TVs. And you would be watching television, you know, Gilligan's Island, which was like this amazing show when I was growing up. Dad comes home and he tells you to change the dial. And it doesn't matter where you are in your show. When dad comes home, the TV is his. I'm just saying, that's the way it was. And and so, and you were the one who was always going to change the TV. Like, your parent had the privilege of just being able to sit there, but you had to move to the TV and actually literally change the dial on the TV. So, and back then, there were only like, say eight stations so you had like you know ABC CBS NBC you had like these like maybe eight at the most and I mean even if you think about that it's really kind of incredible that you had eight choices like you go you get a television and you have like eight choices bam 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 and eight thing, eight programs are going on all the time. And actually back then it wasn't 24 hours a day. The these the broadcasting wasn't happening 24 hours a day, so it would turn off. And and you would get this, you know, this um this signal, you know, sort of this picture and and nothing's on. It's just this picture that that it's going to sleep so it wasn't 24 hours a day it's just so interesting to like think about just how different it was and then I'm not really sure when it was that cable TV came out well I mean then you got color TV then you got um, the remote and then TVs just kept changing and kept getting smaller I mean, as in not smaller, but actually thinner. Because um, back when I was young, I mean, your your average television set, I mean, if you could afford one, <laughs> and I'm laughing because it also, it also had these antennas on top of it. It had like these two like antennas. And sometimes if if it got off, you had to move your antenna you know, oh, son, go over there and move the antenna so that we can watch TV. <laughs> but the box itself was like, I'm trying to, 
you know, it was, it was, it was not very tall. Um, it was maybe like three, three feet, four feet by, by two and a half feet. And then it was really thick. So it was like, it was like a box and it was this really thick, like two, like say two foot deep box. And it just sort of stood in your room. It was like this piece of furniture in your room. <laughs> um, and then it started to get thinner and thinner. And then ironically, the actual screen started to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger screens um, until like you've got like these humongous screens I don't even know how big the screens are I don't know how to but um, and then you got cable TV and then you started paying for it back back when I was growing up you didn't pay for your TV but you know then then you you got um, cable television and they came into your neighborhoods and they put in these these cable TVs you know and then and then I mean it was just so different the way that it was um, and I'm sitting here and I my dad and then back my dad like my dad was really really into technology he was a computer programmer back when computers were like the size of a room. Um, he was there from the very beginning and he was just so into that. So like he had this like recorder so he would, you know, and he would actually be able to, to like put the, the, the timer to actually record. So like when we were at, at, at church, he, he would, he would like, like want to record something while we were at church. I don't know what he wanted to record, but I'm having this memory <laughs> of when my dad, um, our dog had passed away. We had had these dogs for years, these three little dogs that are like little half Yorkie little dogs and, and one of our dogs had passed away and my dad's birthday was coming up and so my sister and I had decided to to um, surprise him with a dog and so I had like you know got on this reconnaissance mission to like like find out you know what kind of dog my dad would like and he he wanted a chihuahua my parents like chihuahuas so <laughs> so <laughs> So my sister and I, like, we don't tell my mom. We were, like, really sneaky. We're like, we're not going to tell her, mom because we thought mom would say no. So so we, so we, we, somehow we find this dog. So the dog is at my sister's house because my sister's grown up. She doesn't live there anymore. And the whole idea was when we were at church, my sister would deliver the dog and then we would come home and surprise him with this little dog. Well, <laughs> my dad threw a wrench in the whole plan because he he um, had to go home to turn the recorder on 
he's like, oh, I forgot to turn the recorder. I'm like, oh my God, dad. So anyway, I come, I come in with him and he's like messing around, like trying to get something. And, and I'm trying to like somehow hide this dog. And then the dog like walks in front of like the door frame and and my dad's like, what is that? <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, you can't let on. It's supposed to be a surprise. You can't let on. And he says, does your mother know? <laughs> and, um, and, and I'm like, no, she doesn't know. And he's like, he's laughing. So we go and we, we go to like, this celebration for him like at a restaurant or whatever and then we come home and, and my mom oh my god my mother just fell madly in love with this dog I mean she was just in love with this dog and so my parents were just oh my god they loved this dog so much and they were very catholic and they they named him after Saint Albertus Magnus and they so his name was Albert <laughs> and my recollection of this dog is he was really kind of a little jerk <laughs> this dog used to like um, go after my niece and nephew and I would lock him in a room anyway I gotta stop talking about it but um but anyway, sorry, that was like a detour. Um, <laughs> so back to television. And and then there there came like like um cable TV and and I'm trying to remember if my parents I mean I know my mom pays for TV, but my dad passed away in eighty nine and I don't I don't see my dad ever paying for television. I mean he <laughs> there's no way that my dad would have paid for television. He would have figured something out. <laughs> he would have figured something out. But uh then you you got you got cable television. And um and then you know like on the on the on on in our cars. Like we used to have like like tape players in our cars and then we had CD players and then you know and now we have this streaming and you know the streaming in the the um and series serious radio and um and and so you know what happens for us is we we can just change the channel we can just change the channel like when we you know when something comes on, we don't really like it. We just, oh, well, just listen to this. Or, you know, I really want to tune into that. I want to hear that. You know, like me, sort of like me tuning into all these, um, these, you know, either Brian Rose of London Real or, you know, listening to Anelia Benz or, you know, whoever, you know, I hear about that this is coming. So I, I, do my best to tune into it to to turn the dial to that station to get that information and 
and I had this like really weird like idea you know this is another one of my ideas I don't know if there's there's like tr I don't know if it's true but I just got this impression of also like dimensions like these dimensions because at some point I had had realized this and actually understood actually experienced this shift in like dimensions and perception about about what I was actually seeing and and but then this evening or I, I had this like really weird like this turning of the dial and also like this frequency and also the dimension there's some kind of connection between these two so last night I had this this thing happen for me again where I I was actually because I'm not entirely sure that I will have my teaching job again next year and so I have about two months of savings to pay my bills which I'm really so blessed to have and so I'm while I have my candle making job it's not going to cover my bills over the summer so I was you know okay so I was actually looking at jobs so I'm I'm you know I'm filling out job applications and then I I start to have this fear come over me again so this fear comes over it's like this very very familiar feeling this very familiar feeling and and it and it's sort of like I was tuning in I was like dialing in to this frequency of fear and and and, and it really it's just so like it, it the feeling of it is just like it just doesn't feel good it in it and I and I, so I was kind of staying with it a little bit so I'm staying in this on this channel just for a little bit and because the other thing that I've noticed is when I when I really put up high resistance to something, it makes it bigger. So it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like the more that I'm trying to not focus on it, the more focus goes on it. And so, like, like I'm gonna use this as an example. I, I had had some very very significant pain in the last months actually I have been feeling much better my leg is like right now my leg is like really great 
it's really, really great. But like three, about two and a half, three months ago, I couldn't, there were nights that I could not sleep. And I, I actually, and I don't share this very often, but I actually was like brought to tears with how much pain I was in. Um, I was having like significant nerve pain, especially in the left side of my body, my leg going all the way down to my ankle. So I'm, I'm in all this pain and what I noticed was when I, I had attention to it, I felt the pain. But when I didn't have attention to it, I didn't feel the pain. And it didn't matter if I took something or I didn't. So like, say, say, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm laying in bed and I decide, you know, I'm going to, I'm in pain. Okay. I'm having this horrible pain in my leg that's making me, bringing me to tears because it hurts so bad. But I decide that I'm going to watch an episode of a comedy and literally there were times where I did not feel the pain because I had taken my attention away from it. <clears throat> so that I noticed. And also, sometimes I noticed that I just like let it be. I just was like, I didn't have any resistance to it. I was just like, okay, my leg is in pain and I just sort of was like, okay, I'm just going to stay with this because this is, this is what's happening right now. You know, I was very, very hopeful that the pain was going to eventually go away. And, and it did, um, it did eventually go away. And so, and then I, I had burned my hand. I, I work in a candle making factory and the other day I accidentally grabbed the wrong side of a heat gun. I I grabbed it right on the barrel that I had just been using and I significantly burned my hand and so I'm they put I put this cream on it and this ice pack. So I have this great big ice pack and I just go back to work. Like you know so I'm, I'm working and what I'm noticing is the, the only time that it hurts is when I call attention to it. Like it, it was like, it hurt when I, when I paid attention to the pain. So, so, so last night I, I go into this this like this fear mode and almost I mean and I can feel it in my body and it's a really really sickening feeling I sort of it sort of like hits me sort of like in the chest and it's really kind of this like icky feeling in my chest of fear like what am I gonna do and going down this whole list of like, oh my God, am I going to lose my home? Am I going to find another job? And what is going to happen? And, um, 
And so I, so basically I had dialed in through this process of looking for jobs. And, and here was the other thing that I found really interesting was the lack of jobs. Because for a moment there, I had in this different, in this different frequency that I was dialed into, I had forgotten that we're in the middle of this seeming pandemic. So there really aren't that many jobs right now. Like, you know, like there, there are like no, no childcare jobs. Like people, children are not going to childcare. They're not going to school. They're not, I mean, it's like, it was like the weirdest thing, um, for jobs in my industry. Um, and so I'm, so I was sitting there and I, and I think that that may have been like part of the, the negativity that I was sensing was, is there going to be a job for me? Because I've been one who's been taking this, this, this opportunity really as a positive to explore how I can have an income that is not dependent on somebody providing me with an an income that way like you know going to an employer and saying you know do you have a job for me I I was like I'm I'm hoping to get I've been really hoping to get in a position where I'm you know I'm direct to my customer one way or another I want to be I want to be able to provide a service straight to my customer or this person that I'm providing a service for so um and so and so I don't I don't go to this to this um this frequency very often anymore which is like a huge improvement um because most of the time I'm in a in a creative I'm on this, you know, I'm, my dial is whoop over here and I'm like tapping into this creative, like, oh my God, the possibilities, what can I do? I can, you know, figure out how to get one of those squares, you know, um, get an app on my phone that would somehow, you know, take payments. So, you know, I mean, that just can't, that idea just came to mind for me. Um, and I'm in like this really excited, okay, what's coming? And, um, and so this time I really reacted differently to it. I decided I, I was going to take this as an opportunity. I was like, okay, I, okay. I've dialed into this, this negative fear based frequency. And, and I thought, okay, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to, to get better at this, at fine tuning. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, like put up an, like my put, like go against it. But I was really just sort of looking at it and then, and then going back to that I 
and practicing what I preach. I mean, that's another thing, is practicing what I preach. Because I am always preaching that we have access to the creative power that created worlds, created the sun, the moon. And if, I mean, so nothing is impossible for us. Nothing's impossible for us with the power of God. Nothing's impossible. And so, so what am I going to do? Okay, so I find myself in this, in this fearful place and I decide, you know, I'm not really going to, you know, I'm not going to rail against it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to use it as an opportunity. Okay, now I have another opportunity to practice what I preach and to just trust and know that something is coming and to get really excited about what is coming. I'm not really sure what's coming, but I'm super excited about it because I really, really like what has come. Like it turns out that I really have enjoyed teaching my second graders. In fact, I would just be thrilled to the gills to move on next year with them or I would like to teach at this school for at least another year. I would like to do that. And so, you know, that would probably be, you know, among uh, including, you know, my book selling, um, being making an income as a writer, um, making an income as a in some kind of ministry. Yesterday, my son, my my oldest son, he's just like, just such a sweet soul. And he, he came home and he said, Mom, I have a surprise for you. And I'm like, oh, well, that's so nice. You know, what is your surprise? And he said, I rented Mr. Rogers. And I was like, oh. And so I I made him some like lunch or whatever. And then, and then I go through and he's watching it. I go, are you watching Mr. Rogers right now? And he said, yes. And I said, do you mind if I watch it with you? And he says, no. And it was really this, this really cool, like however long the movie is, it was really great. Cause I was also like hanging out with my dog, my dog, which, which, um, I spend an awful lot of time in my own space, like my own bedroom. Um, and so I don't spend a lot of time with my dog because my dog is a little wily rabbit. And so she's kind of sequestered to downstairs and I live mostly upstairs. So I had this opportunity. I'm laying on, on the sofa watching this movie and the dog is just kind of laying with me. So I was really enjoying that. Um, but the movie itself was just you know, I'm watching it and I'm just seeing these, these like parallels with my own life. I'm, I'm seeing these parallels with my own life, um, between Mr. Rogers and myself. Um, like there was this scene where, where he was filming and, and like, and he left the imperfections. 
he left the imperfections in his work. It wasn't like he was, you know, like, oh, let's get this perfect, perfect, perfect. Like he, there was this, this one, you know, he, he allowed some of his work to be what it was, which was imperfect. And I do this, you know, and, and sometimes people don't understand me. And, and I, and I, and I don't even necessarily understand myself, but there were scenes in the movie where they were like, behind the scene, they were like, can we fire him? Because I mean, I've been, I've been fired from positions in the not so distant past. Like I, and I haven't understood it, but when I was watching this movie, it's like, I, I so identified with Mr. Rogers in this movie. And I think, and I'm not positive about this, but I think he was some sort of minister. Like he played the piano and he, he came up with his own jingles and, and he was some sort of minister and he, he was, he would go to people's homes and he would pray every day and he would call people by name, which I think I may start doing myself. And, and then there was this scene where, um, he was talking about his children and how there was this talk in the movie about his children and it not being easy to be the child of Mr. Rogers. And, and in me right now, you know, I mean, with what went down with me, I mean, there were times where like, like my son wasn't sure he wanted to live with me anymore. And my children really didn't know what was happening with me. And I think they were really frightened. And, um, because their mother went through this, like, like I, I, I turned, I, I became what I, what I, the only term that I know how to express is a mystic. I became a mystic and I didn't know what a mystic was until I became one. And Mr. Rogers like understood that it must have not been easy to be his child. And, and my children have had a harder time you know, and me like possibly embarrassing them in public. And like, my mom is a YouTuber. My mom does these bot podcasts. She wrote a book. My mom acts like, like she knows stuff, you know, and it turns out that mom kind of does know stuff. And my hope is that someday they will look back and like be glad that they had me for a mom. But in the, in the interim of it, I mean, I mean, at least I'm not, you know, I mean, it's sort of like having a mom who's like a porn star. I mean, thank God I'm not a porn star for them, you know, you know, but finding out that your mom is not quite in the norm. (laughs) Your mom has had like these paranormal um, experiences. Um, but anyway, and just like, 
and and then like you think about dialing into that when i was a child i watched his show every day i watched mr rogers every day when i was a child that was one of the things that i could dial into i watched that in sesame street and where i lived there was this show called um wallace and ladmo and 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 it's just interesting to me that i ha- that i am actually doing this i'm actually i'm actually like i have my own youtube station and people you know tune in to my content they tune in to listen to my podcast to listen to the information that I have to say and and so I believe that somehow it's like they're turning into these frequencies and okay and sometimes my my friends like they'll be like oh Jamie you gotta check out this this like this Netflix show you know so I tune in to this show called Ozark. Okay, so I'm tuning into this this show and I mean the beginning of it was just horrible. I mean like the first show I'm like, "Oh my gosh." But so I keep watching and I'm watching and watching and watching, but then I just quit watching because it really was quite awful. It's like, it's like this, this reality or this dimension or this reality is like this crime reality and murder and death and lies and stealing and I mean it just I was like I I do not want to tune into this I don't want to tune into this and like sometimes it's like you're watching something and you just cannot even believe and people actually live like this they actually live like this you know and then there's been all this talk of this tiger king this joe exotic the tiger king so i had and met up with a friend of mine over the weekend and he was saying you know jamie if you are a person who who examines human behavior you absolutely have to watch this show and i'm like well okay so i've watched a couple of them and i really had a completely different take on this thing um but one of the things that i was taken back by was this guy had been had his own station and he had been for t- like 10 years every day he would broadcast and he would have only like 80 90 people watching but it didn't matter every day he would broadcast about his his zoo, I guess he called it a zoo, um, on these exotic animals. But, but his whole life, and this is like reality. 
This is Joe Exotic's reality. This is somebody's life. This is somebody's frequency. And like his is like also death and just like murder and um, just delving into these these frequencies of like what I what we would actually kind of perceive to be negativity and and you can you can feel it as a negativity because I can tell you I was I was driving yesterday so yesterday I was driving to go meet my friend to go hiking and I was in utter bliss I was in utter bliss I'm driving along, I'm in my car, and I'm just like, and just is coming to my awareness that I am in bliss. I am so happy. I am just so happy. Like, I, I just, like, there was no, like, real explanation for it. I mean, I just, I was just so happy. I'd woken up, I'd had my coffee, and I, you know, had done my thing, and um, got ready and met my friend to go hiking and I was just categorically completely happy <laughs> that has a completely different feeling than what I felt last night when I was in fear so basically what my impression was that I started out this podcast talking about was is that is that we it's becoming clearer and clearer to me what that concept means when people talk about we dial into these frequencies and 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 in dialing into these frequencies we are having a completely different experience depending on what frequency that we are dialed into and experiencing in that moment. Are we experiencing fear or are we experiencing joy? And, and then sort of moving in and out because, you know, it just dawned on me that we are always well, and this may not be true. I'm not sure if this is a truth or not. But this idea that we are always dialed into something. Because we can't not be. It's part of awareness. It's part of, of existence. It's part of just consciousness. Being conscious. Like opening our eyes and, and, and having these sensations in our bodies, seeing, hearing, tasting. I mean, like we are always like dialing into something with the exception of when we're sleeping. But when we're sleeping, we're still like, like sometimes we dream. Um, but anyway, so we're, we're dialed in. And so sometimes it's hard. So, and this is part of existence is this being dialed into these frequencies and it's a matter of us 
because we're we're having these different experiences with wherever we're dialed into in our life like dialing okay so let's just use mr rogers frequency as opposed to joe exotic frequency and the experiences that we're actually having in our life And I'm not even saying, you know, making necessarily a judgment about it. I do think that that Mr. Rogers had an amazingly joyful life. He seemed genuinely happy. He seemed genuinely happy. And Joe Exotic seems happy sometimes. But he also lives in, seems to spend more time in his frequency of, of that, of kind of rage and anger and hatred and revenge and, you know, where Mr. Rogers spends more time dialed into love and care and graciousness and, you know, and these, just these different frequencies. And so what I did was and and i knew that it would come and go i i i because i i but i i didn't really necessarily want to stay there um in so i i just sort of allowed the feeling of the fear and i also knew that it was going to go away i i started to focus on what was going right um, I started to focus on, you know, that don't have to do anything this red hot minute, that everything is just fine right this minute. I started to focus on the fact that I got this job, the job that I have, the jobs that I have right now, that my finances are, are you know, the bills are paid and I have money in the bank. Um, I, I was... You know, I started to think about what was going right in my life and I was able to move to where I didn't stay in that frequency of of fear. But it's like this whole pandemic, it, it is so interesting to me, just this array. I mean, everybody is in their own reality, but also they're there seems to be these sections of reality as well and and I, I I'm not really sure where I'm at with everything except that I have have really felt like this has been just an amazing time for me personally to be able to slow down and I, I've talked about this a lot that I it has been a really amazing time to slow down, be more intentional. I, I've had the luxury of, of having my income from my job, but that's going to stop here in a, in a few weeks. And, and I'm hoping to find out if I have a job next, next year soon. Um, but in the meantime, I'm looking at my options and also, um, also I'm also um, doing other projects and so and so that so when we get at a place of fear 
not not necessarily really trying to to but also I do think that distraction is helpful sometimes and I'm just going to put that out there to just distract from from whatever it is to like to to watch a comedy or to listen to music or watch animal rescues on YouTube or you know sometimes it's really really helpful to me personally to just distract but I I just went to the ways that my life works out the times that that and just to practice what I preach and that to use that this is another opportunity it's an opportunity to practice faith that everything is always working out and then to tune in to a different frequency anyway I just wanted to share that um, because I felt like it was a really significant insight sort of like these these I, I just feel like I I like go deeper it's like this deeper understanding and I know that I'm going to have even deeper understandings of this but it was just like this oh wow to understand this idea about dialing into frequencies um more clearly is just such a wonderful thing anyway once again I really appreciate you listening and I will be back with more insights and that's a wrap